thought we was playing? Y'all thought this was for play play, huh? Nah, 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 this serious business. Now, ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, full believers, they're spitting truth up in the stew. Okay. Each with different flavors, you can savor, you can chew. Talking life, love, and Christ, just the name of you. Grab a seat at the table, we got a bowl that's just for you. Okay. Trey, stay whipping up the work in the kitchen and whip. We can't keep up with the heat, the sheep edition and height. He had the sight, he was blessed with the vision. And me, I'm in the back, I'll be handling the dishes. I hope you don't mind if I speed it up. Stay at the beat as I beat it up. Serving it cold, you can heat it up. The food is good, you should eat it up. Thank the Lord for redeeming us, for the four of us teaming up. Lifestyle was dirty, he cleaned it up. Gave us a voice, now we speaking up. Welcome back to the Last Supper Podcast. What up, y'all? What's going on? Man, there's a whole table today. She has moves. Yes, we're back. I wish. I wish. I can do a little too. Everybody got a little something in them. I can like find the rhythm, but I can't keep it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can locate it. You can find it for later. You can surf swag and you do this. Surf swag. What's it called? Swag. Swag surf. Wow. You know the kids. Chris is dyslexic. You know what I'm saying? This is really dyslexic. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. Chris thought it was Friday the 13th and Halloween at the same time. Well, we're back with a full table. You know. Kiera, thank you for coming back. Appreciate thank you. Thank you for having Glad me. Glad we didn't Shout run you off. Oh, no not all the way. Not all the way. <laughs> she said I can do at least one more. We only had to pay her a little bit to come back. I know, I know. Yeah. Friendship. Don't be putting that out there. Because I heard y'all paying for, 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 for yes. Yeah. I get an episode. $8. <laughs> Eight walking dollars. Minus taxes. Uh, shout out to FK Studio. <laughs> Always. Again. Fred. Shout out to Fred. Still hosting us. Real putting up with us. Can you tax $8? You can. That's disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. Listen, the how, government going to get their 8.25%. They're going to take as much as they can. They don't care if it's a 50 cent purchase. They're going to take as much as they can. But yeah, 475 for that. Uh-huh. We still wow. at FK, though. Appreciate Fred for rocking with us still. Uh, Trey, welcome back, sir. You was gone for a week. Yeah, we missed you. Welcome back. I missed y'all, too. You was on your own little love adventure, though. You know, we were talking love. You were experiencing oh, okay. love. Now, yeah. You said you right got married this weekend? Yeah, something, yeah. Tell the people what happened. <laughs> How did that happen? What happened this weekend? Rumors. They call that eloping. That ain't married. Oh, my <laughs> rumors. You're just going to be lying on the airwaves. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's crazy. before La Clarity. That's crazy. No, I went to a, a wedding. One of my longtime friends, uh, Talia, she got married. Italian? Congratulations, Talia. Talia. Shout yeah. out to Talia. Big ups to Italian. I thought she said I thought he said Italia. He he did. Did. I thought it was it well, sounded exotic. Was her name Italics? Italia. Sorry, bro. Big big ups to the Grays, Talia and Patrick Gray and Lil Lena Gray. They have a child as well. We love love. We do love love and we love children. Yeah, so it was good, man. It was really beautiful. Um so yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Did you catch the bouquet? Um, shut up. Men don't. <laughs> um, this has been too much. Men do catch something on. Don't they catch the garden? The garden. The garden. The garden. Okay, though. Oh, sorry. I don't really go to weddings. Once again. <laughs> Once again. Did you catch the, what's Garter. it called? Garter. Garter belt. Nah, 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 nah. They had a, we was a little turned by the time they, oh. yeah, everybody was pretty turned by the time they, they were throwing tables and chairs. Yeah, oh, boy, I can't catch the table. It was, it was, uh, what do they call it? A bar stock. A bar stock. What is that? So basically, you pay for the bartender, okay. and everybody that comes to the wedding just donates a bottle to the bar. That's oh, what I'm talking about. I like that. I like okay, that. come on. That's, that's yeah, it way. works. It and, it and it turned out pretty well because um, she also had a, a Super Bowl party. Um, 
like she had her wedding, her oh. wedding reception, and then the Super Bowl, Super Bowl party. Day. Oh, right. this so is real life. Was, yeah, so I mean, we were we were there, we were there all day, but it was really cool. It was really fun. Um, a bar stock. Yeah, write that down. It, it turned out. Really <laughs> write that down. <laughs> you write that down. Like your teacher's voice. <laughs> Just in case. You know? Next time, everybody bring a bottle. I'm like, you know. Okay. I mean, and truthfully, but when you think about it, that's that's usually how most weddings go. They just most people just pull up with their own personal bottle. And either pull up in the car or do what they have. Really? <laughs> I'll give you that. See, I'm not a frequent wedding attendee, so I wouldn't know. Who's gonna invite Chris right? to a wedding? I'm going to a few this year, so oh. maybe I'll learn some, some manners. Of, you know how to how to conduct myself. You how know to conduct just manners. Manners. Some wedding etiquette. Wedding etiquette. <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> you only need it for the first half. Chris is gonna be cheering. Yeah, man, do it, bro. That's it. That's it. That's the one. It's not the time, sir. Not the time. What does our international players anthem? Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. Read some letters. Read some letters. Sure, on the subject. You sure? You know yeah, we that's got gonna be. That's gonna be me. I'm, I'm that guy. If I don't believe in it, I'm gonna let you know. Oh wow. <laughs> so you no, no, no. Objecting. I'll play it. Please don't be that guy. I would. I just wouldn't come. That's better. That's, I'm, that's I'm a good. That's go. a good deal. That's actually yeah. better. That's I don't believe in it. Why would I be there? No, I've actually had that had that conversation with a few different people. Like, if they don't believe in somebody's union, like mm -hmm. it's God honoring, they won't they won't show up. Because I mean, that's a sign of you in agreement. Basically. Yeah, yeah, basically, if you attend basically. the wedding, it's saying that you're going to help the groom and bride to yeah. spiritually remain together and things like that too. Is that what it meant? Because in biblical times, they had weddings worth of 500 people, and I know they didn't expect 500 drunk people for three weeks to be truly contributing to their life. Uh, nah, probably not. I'm I can't speak it was just to it. I can only speak to Chris. I, and <laughs> I, if I'm if my spirit tells me to object, then I just won't show up for your sake. <laughs> I think that's best for, for everybody. <laughs> I think that's best for everybody. What if it tells you to object only when? The past is like, speak now if I ever hold your peace. What if, what if that's when you I'm fail? Sorry you. You you that that I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to you. But I must be obedient. No, <laughs> nah, nah, I'm joking. I would, I, would, I would pull you to the side. Like, I know it's too late, but. Quick disclaimer. It's kind of light. One more housekeeping item. Actually, two more before we hop into it. Uh, real, back Hello. in the pool pit today. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. We are so blessed to have some some pastors and some people who who speak in churches. You know, on the squad because like it's like you get a I don't know access to getting fed all the time. You know, all I got to do is pick up the phone, bro. So what did you what did you feed the people with today? Um, my message today was uh, titled "A Deeper Meaning" and basically talked about how we need to have a deep. There's a deeper meaning to the Word of God. And uh, one of the points, especially since we're talking about love and relationships, um, imagine that the Bible is a love letter from God that he, writ that he wrote to us for us to get into and to learn things that he wants us to know. If you write a love letter, sometimes there's ups and downs in the relationship that are discussed in the letter, mm -hmm. and there's promises made and things like that. But sometimes we only allow the pastor to read the love letter and tell us what it says. Mm. But we have to get to a place where we're reading it and understanding what God wants to tell us. Because if you're in a relationship and someone writes you a love letter, you're not going to say, hey, real, read this for me. Mm. You're going to read it yourself. So how much more important should that relationship be versus the relationship that you have with somebody on earth? That's good. Did you tie that in? Because we were talking about Oh, yeah, that. I did. I no. did talk. Yeah, I did. I did. So it was, uh, that's yeah, God used me today. Uh, I thank God for it. It was a good message. That's good. In my that's opinion. He gave I'm sure. It to I'm sure in other people's too. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. No doubt. Uh, before we get into the episode, I got to, should I do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do it. We gotta call out somebody, not somebody, something. We gotta call out one of these entities, these power, the powers that be mm -hmm. out here. Instagram. 
Instagram. We gotta talk the apps. The apps. The apps. The apps. They, gonna, they about to make me ride. You about to pull up. It's about to be the last. <laughs> the so last. Be the last. So we'll uh, we gonna see what's happening on the 11th. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so somewhere, some, at some point in time in this past week, somebody from Instagram decided that our platform needed to be blocked. Or, or temporarily shut down. Okay. Interns. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? We can't. Interns. Like, the interns. The interns. The interns. Somebody hit the wrong button somewhere. Oh, week. They can, we week. can't like. We can't follow. Mm. I can't officially post anything. Only thing I can do, I can post to the story and other people can follow us. But we can't really do much. And I don't really understand why. I've reported it three times and nobody's hit me back. We're not buying followers. We're not spamming people. We don't have no bots on the payroll. Everybody here is a fully functioning human being. Hello. Not a robot. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't really understand it, but uh, Instagram, I need you to fix that. And you said by the 11th, so I'm going I'm to be gracious and give you to the 11th, even though you're messing up the flow of, of our show. You know, we have things to put out, ideas, things we want to get to the people in. Y'all just shutting us down for what? Is somebody reporting us? Yep. Somebody dry snitching, somebody dry hating. It was me. It was me. I I felt as though the episodes were a bit a little bit too risque. Oh really? A little Mm. bit too risque. I I know that's not true. Whoever it is out there beefing. Don't be like that. Pull up. I just I just wanna be clear. We will find you. (laughs) And we will deal with you. We have a payroll, Chris? Uh, hold on, wait, yeah, that's a better question. I was gonna wait, but I was like What? What hey, payroll, bro? Hey, hey. That's, hey, it's for horses. Like I, said, <laughs> like I was saying, Instagram, we don't appreciate it. Um, I don't want to pull up, but y'all don't want to smoke the last couple podcasts. I'm going to say it. Let Free us, man. That's I just want to say I'm not a part of the pull up. <laughs> like, I am not associated. Y'all, I'm a guest. Y'all know I'm lying. I'm right there with you. Yeah, we can exactly. fly. Come outside. Like my mom said, by any means necessary. But by the time they hear this, hopefully it should be a dead issue. You know what I'm saying? We we shouldn't even have to wouldn't that, yeah, wouldn't that be something? Out. Yeah, yeah. They fix it and then we put this episode out talking and about the No, but I want them to hear it. I need so they know the next time. Next time we they think about hitting that button. Nah. This ain't this ain't the show. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, the enemy, the enemy forces is real out here. You think if we was out here talking about sports and being wild, what do you think we get shut down? They're like, oh, they're talking about Christ. <laughs> Cancellation. <laughs> Cancellation. <laughs> this Jesus. I'm telling you, that's not Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> right. Now we see y'all moving, but we're going to keep doing our thing. So. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it on the housekeeping items. Back to the to the real to the purpose at hand. We are in our second part. I know we said we were going to do a two part series. We lied. We sorry. <laughs> it wasn't supposed. To, it wasn't an intentional. Uh-huh. A dishonest podcast. Yeah, you know, we don't try not. We try it's not to be. I just I just want to be a you know, part like and say I wasn't here when they said it's going to be two parts. So technically they lied. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll show to that I lied because I set it up as two parts. Lying. And then we got to we got mm-hmm. to looking at it and I said, no, we need three days for this. So this is part two of three of our month of love relationship series, uh, the butterfly effect, <clears throat> and we are titling it "Breaking the Cocoon." Ooh, what does "breaking the cocoon" mean? It means we started off. No, sorry, we are in the uh, spread your wings. Breaking the cocoon was the first part. Mm-hmm. So spread your wings. Breaking the cocoon was setting up the foundation of a potential. Uh, exclusive situation or relationship 
and now we're getting into that area where it's right before you're in a relationship, but mm -hmm. now you have an intentional mindset. You're doing things to segment that person from the others and really honing in on who they are to determine, hey, is this something I'm gonna invest a major time in? And I think this is an area, I, I kind of skipped over this in our original layout. I went from the beginning stages and then straight to the relationship, but it doesn't really work like that. <clears throat> At least now, not in today's time. There's unfortunately this elongated process where it's like, okay, we talking, I'm talking maybe to even other people, you talking to other people, and then it's this phase where it's like, okay, you've <clears throat> caught my attention enough to where I can determine where this is, this is something I want to move forward with. When it's like, all right, stop talking to all the other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> stop right, talking to all the other people. <laughs> you need to Time to let them go. Cut yeah, them off. Cut the, cut the team Tell your off. friends goodbye. Yeah, yes, because this is a team now. That's a team. That's a team, man. You know, some people don't want to cut the team, but that's what we want to talk about today. Uh, spreading your wings. So, we're going to start by kind of highlighting what we talked about for part one, if you haven't heard it yet. We uh, started about, we started by talking about dating from biblical times, where there was, where women were traded for land, cattle, all kinds of just random things that, you know, we don't obviously do nowadays. Where marriage was more so a business transaction. Yeah, a business, a business transaction, way more transactional. Then in the 1800s, we got to courtship where it became more of a family-oriented mm -hmm. uh, decision. Your mother, your father was, was part of your dating process. Your family name played a lot into the decision, your status. And then we get to the 90s, or in the 1900s, I'm sorry, and courtship ends, ends around the 20s, and then you get to what we call dating, you know, the exclusive individual one-on-one -on -one interactions between people. You know, get to the 50s, people start talking about sex. 60s, people start having sex outside of marriage. People start experimenting. Oh, so people didn't start having sex until the 70s? That's no, crazy. No, I'm messing with you. How did we populate the earth? They've been doing it since the caveman. I'm so messing with you. That. <laughs> so easy a caveman can do it. Exactly. But uh, now it became easy to I'm talk sorry. about in the I'm 60s. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, they started talking about it. It became desexualized. And now... Here we are, 90s, I mean, fast forward to the 90s, we see matchmaking sites, dating services, and now we're in 2020, and it's a mess. It's a whole mess. It's just a solid mess. That's a hair of mess. Why is it a mess, though? A desert. Because we've made it that way. Yeah. yeah. So much so that we have to talk about it. I want to complicate so, stuff so bad. That was part one. So now let's get into part two, and let's start by first exploring how your spirit because one thing we established in part one is that this is a process that isn't very biblically defined. It's a very um, loose, it's, it's defined in the Bible, but very loosely. And it was another time, different customs. So to translate that to 2020 requires a lot of wisdom and a lot of, I don't know, just these types of conversations, I feel. So Keeping that in mind, how has your spirit confirmed or denied potential relationship uh, situations in the past for you? What has made you feel comfortable saying, this is a person I can maybe consider exclusively? Or what made your spirit say, no, this isn't it, let me move on? Hmm. I'll, I'll answer that one. So I think <clears throat> for me, I think my discernment always plays a key, right? And so um, what I find is that, so last episode I talked about how it was very important that you know yourself, right? That you, as a woman, that you partner with a man who knows himself, knows where he's going, things like that. Um, but for me, as far as filtering through, like, is it worth it? Do we move forward? 
I just listen to what he's saying and then mm-hmm. I hold him to his own word, mm-hmm. right? So if I hear a man constantly <clears throat> saying that he's um, loves the Lord, but I never see him pray, right? Or I hear him always saying that he's mild-mannered, but then I see him mad and he's not mild-mannered. Oh. Or I hear him always saying he's patient or that he's a servant, but then when it's time to help, he never helps. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like these types of things, if you just listen to people and then hold them to their own word, that's kind of how I, that's always the easiest way for me to filter men out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I'm like always listening to what you say and then I'm always waiting on if you actually did what you say or if you who, if you who you said that you were. That's fair. So for me, I don't know, yeah, just once I realized, oh, there's a lot of inconsistencies of who you say you are <laughs> and what, what I'm actually saying. So we line up, you know? Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a lot of waiting and watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm very, Observing. I play the long mm-hmm. game. Wildfire. I got I time. Long mm-hmm. game. You know what I mean? Like, I got time. I do. I have time. <laughs> I have time. Like, um, and so I do. I I don't play the long game as far as like, because I think the whole observation in a way that some churches frame it is a little creepy, right? Like, <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, how, how do they frame it? I mean, like in a way of like, well, sit sit three rows behind this person and just watch what they do throughout Whoa. service. Yeah, that's a little stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's like, yeah, but I've heard I've heard men like tell my friends things like, oh, well, I watched you for a couple weeks before I even decided to say hello to you, too, and I was just actually. making sure. Yeah, and it's like okay, that's that's a lot. Like, I think it's weird if there's no. If you're just literally like watching her, that's, there's that's no communication. Yeah. You can like be friends and still observe. observe. From that's the way you should. But observe. you should be like five pews back, like looking through. You don't even know what the sermon was about. No. She's just watching the back of her head. No, I, just, I just know she turned to all the verses. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Well, oh, she know the place in the Bible. She <laughs> actually opened her Bible app. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's, that can be creepy. It yeah. is creepy. That's but yeah, it's an observation thing for me. I got time. I observe everything. I see yeah. everything. I remember everything. And I'm going to if you really are who you say you are. I think churches push that to kind of protect themselves, too, because it's like if you have your congregation rushing through that observation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. getting to places they shouldn't be, that could really kill your whole, your whole congregation. So yeah. I think they err on the side of caution of like, just don't even, just watch, you know, sit back and watch. <laughs> just and see. Don't touch. Yeah. <laughs> just watch. And then when you get confirmation, pray on it and then mm-hmm. move. Um, mm-hmm. But I do agree that the observation period is important. And it's something that I've, I feel like I've rushed through uh, historically. And I kind of touched on this on episode one, you know, it's about trusting the signs that, uh, trusting God's signs, not my preferences. And, those two kind of get crosswired a lot of times in my brain because I even have my preferences on what I like spiritually, but Mm -hmm. God has aligned people, I believe for you that are going to help you in certain areas that may not look the way you want them to, or come Mm -hmm. in the package you expect them to. So for me, (laughs) it's sad. It's almost like in some way, if I like it, that's almost a sign like, oh, maybe I should consider it. Because it's like, if I fl- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The flesh and the spirit are so opposed to each other. And mm-hmm. I, I, I experienced that dynamic in myself so much to the point where it's like you take the flesh and you start attaching good spiritual traits to it. You know, trying mm-hmm. to justify it in a sense. So uh, trusting that conviction and, and, and moving in that has been a struggle for me. So that's what I'm trying to get to in my personal relationship uh, statuses of just um, that's that should be my confirmation when my spirit is at rest. Mm-hmm. Then that should be my confirmation to move forward. I want my spirit to be at rest, and then other things as well to fall in line, 
Or if my spirit isn't at rest and other things fall in line, I give too I might give too much grace for it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's really can I trust you or can I does my spirit trust you to that you are who you say you are? Kind of like what mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Is who you're portraying who you are when I'm not around. Yeah. And if I can trust that in you, then that's that gives me the confirmation to move forward. Now whether I do that or not ways sometimes because yeah, I'm human. I guess for me, I would say that um, in the past, most of my relationships had nothing to do with God. Yeah. Like whatsoever. Like he wasn't even there. You know, like, <laughs> right. I was like, I was like, you, you go somewhere else. I'm going to go ahead and do what I want to do. I'm going to handle this. So, like, that's, I'll check in. That's literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check in. If, if I check in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, you know, that's just the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just all about what real wanted, what real wanted to do, how I wanted to live. And there was no, no God in it at all. And I'm just being 100% transparent. We'll rush through things, things that I'm not even supposed to be doing, I'm doing. Things I'm not supposed to be saying, I'm saying. Just rushing through. And um, when I finally began to start doing what I should do and make sure that I bring God into every situation, every relationship that I'm in, um, was dealing was in a situation and I remember I began to feel too comfortable doing certain things that I shouldn't be doing. And I said, you know what, this isn't right. And I began to pray on it. And I remember, I'll never forget, I was driving home and I was praying. I said, Lord, if this ain't for me, remove it. Mm. You need to take it away. 30 minutes later, got a phone call. Uh, this isn't working out. Thank God. Because I was sitting and saying wow. to myself, like, well, I need this to be Did done you hear with. my prayer? <laughs> he, he really, I mean, we talked about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I was right. like, I and, the cra- and this is the wild part, though. Us as humans, we pray for something, God will do it. And I was sitting there like, man. Why like, you do that? Yeah, <laughs> like, dang. Like, like, it was like. Certain conveniences come along yeah. with certain things, and so it's just like they really didn't want to. Yeah, you really didn't. Really like, move like, it. I call it once. Kind of feel. But the thing is, that the enemy. But, <laughs> but, but, but at that point, I was like, you know what? God is so concerned about that aspect of my life mm-hmm. that He didn't allow me to go further into something that I shouldn't even be a part of. Mm-hmm. And so that's I've definitely seen the Spirit move for me in that regard. So yeah, that was very impactful for me. And I think I'm, uh, something that you said, you said, you know, your wires get crossed with God. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think our wires aren't crossed. It's just that we put ours on top of his. That's, yeah. how, that's what I mean. You know, we allow it's ours to supersede what he wants. Just hard-headed. Yeah, naturally. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. all hard-headed, man. Yeah, because I be knowing. It's like we're wearing helmets sometimes. I, I be knowing. I be, <laughs> like, be like, nah, I, I work hard to justify other avenues that I want to go down. <laughs> and like, then also, work hard. Hard. also, in some of those times, too, we have to think about how does this person make me act? Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. somebody's spirit, the way someone treats you, the way someone talks to you, it will make you act a certain way. Totally Sometimes their character will get on you. And the Bible even talks about that. We, you can't allow everybody in your presence. Everybody mm-hmm. can't be in your space, especially in that space. If it's some type of relationship, especially um, a relationship where there's potential love involved, potential husband or wife involved, mm-hmm. you can't allow everybody in your space because no. they can infect it. And even further than that, you you allow people into your space and it alters your your way of being for quite yeah. some time. When you are in yeah. that like caked up phase with somebody and you like, you know that this person is just everything to you. You're not sleeping the like you should be. Like, you know, not sacrifice of sleep. Let me say something else too. I remember uh, Wit said earlier about you know. He says he's he loves God, but he's never praying. Mm-hmm. He says that he's mild-mannered, but he's always angry. Mm-hmm. You know, you see things like that. But if you're dating someone that's spiritual like you, that's pursuing and chasing a relationship with God, when they get out of pocket, you know how to go to them. Mm-hmm. You know how to say, hey, this isn't you. This is, you know, you're not acting like yourself. And you know how to address them and 
hopefully pray for them and bring them back to the person that they really are. Because sometimes in, in different seasons, we get out of pocket. Yeah. We get out of line. We say things, do things, think things that we shouldn't, and they can help us. But that's why you have to be able to know if that person is genuine in their walk or not. And True. I think that's one right. of our questions. But I think that's so important because so many people, especially in the church scene, use the church arena to date and they mm -hmm. have no real intention on developing a relationship with God. They just there to you develop a you. relationship no, with you. Met them in church. With anybody. You know? you right. <laughs> Whoever got the nicest hat this week. Nice church crown. You see Mother Jefferson up there? Hat. Mother like Jefferson the with the church crown. Girl, bring your hat and them flowers, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, oh, man. That's hilarious. So how does intentionality differ in men and women? I, I know what it looks like in men. I, I am curious to hear those, uh, the female perspective. How are you intentionally intentional? Intentionally intentional. I'm going to jump in real quick because I have a very quick answer, and then I want the ladies to take over. I don't believe that there is a difference between men and women in intentionality. I think there's a difference between certain people and intentionality. I think there could be a difference in how they show it. I think it's going to be a natural difference how a man shows intentionality versus women. Yeah, based I, think like there, I think there definitely is. Yeah. I'm still trying okay. to answer that for myself yeah. and my mind. If I'm intentionally, if I'm trying to be intentional, first of all, I'm assessing where I am. Because I can say I want to be a wife, but it's like, okay, where am, am I realistically? Like, how's my walk? Like, if this man came up to me tomorrow, am I going to try to take him down? Mm -hmm. Am I going to try to mind my business? Am I going to try to be that woman of God? And so I first would assess, like, where I am before I even allow myself to be in that space to be pursued. Okay. So I'm trying to guard. What'd you say? You said take him down? Yeah. What is that? What does that mean? Trying to put hands on people. I'm not trying to mind my business. Oh, okay. So okay. thank you. Lust. Yeah, thank you for that. There clarity. you go. Thank you. So yeah, but just Chris trying Brown to check. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I, I thought it was clear. I didn't I, I, yeah. I'm like, I don't is this know. it's okay? I, I didn't want to assume. assume. You don't want to put the lust bug on somebody. Yeah, you know. I'm sorry, did you say less bug? The less bug, less yeah. Bug, not the lady, oh, but that sounds disgusting. Bug. That sounds, sounds yeah. dirty. But, um, yeah, so most of the time I'm checking myself to make sure that I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like, my intentions are good there. And then I'm making sure my relationship with God is straight. I'm sorry. That's usually where I am. That's usually where I am for that. Okay. If that makes sense. Hmm. How does intentionality look in men? What? Oh, yeah, with it. Your turn. How would I know because how it's intentional? No, 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 no. that last question. You, you <laughs> asked it for a woman. I feel like Trey answered much anything. I'm not a woman, though. He did ask. Oh, you're asking that? how do women. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like, I was interested in that, but then we can swing it to Trey if you want to. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> she tried to go with the question. Yeah, she tried to go with the question. Yeah, hey. Uh, is that a lateral? Yeah. What's y'all call it? An alley-oop? That's what I was trying to say. That's one of the ways. Look at Wayne. I'm a fast learner. Go ahead. We're going to start our own sports podcast after this. Tomorrow. This, I mean, this is a hard one for me to answer because I don't, kind of I'm not on the um, offense. When it, the I'm offense? not, I don't play on offense when it comes to dating. Yeah, so it's with. hard for me to answer this. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, so do you have to be on offense to be intentional? No, it's no. So if you're asking how I respond, so I think for me it may be how do I respond to intentionality? So you can't, you can't provoke intentionality. You can only respond. To I it. can provoke intentionality. Okay. So what, what, what are we? What do we mean by intentionality? I'm trying to. Yeah. How you provoke intentionality? Where, where are we at in this? How, in this so relationship? we're in a we're in a relation we're in the spot where it's okay. I I want it to be exclusively you. And I want it. I want to be exclusively your option, right? Okay. I want to be mutual. So, we, oh, so we're talking, uh huh. But we're both talking to several other people, and we're deciding that I don't do that. That may be the case, but that's not what you want. You want to talk to him. So, and you don't know how he, oh. where he is. 
how do you invoke that intentionality of, hey, this is where I'm at with it, where you at with it? I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to be funny, but I, I really do not initiate relationships like with men who aren't initiating the relationship with me because that's just like the number one flag that they either don't want it or they're not ready. Mm-hmm. So I, I really feel like I can't answer. If you ask how I respond to intentionality. Okay, you can answer that. Um, I think I respond to intentionality even with openness or no or thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no thank you. Yeah. Like, no thank you I've ever heard. Yeah. No. Um, no, it's like, uh, I like to be in a relationship with you. I'm, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, thank you. Nah, I'm good on that. Yeah, I'm yeah. And you, and you, every guy that I've ever talked to, like, there's a clear difference in friend Whitney and like Whitney when Whitney likes you. Like, there's a yeah. you can't 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 cross yeah, those. Can't you, mix you, you wouldn't mix them up. Yeah. <laughs> you really wouldn't. You so, know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So now you might see the line start to blur. Blur mm-hmm. when I'm trying to like, when I'm like, because that's a hard question, right? Like, because it's like. Cause that question is kind of speaking to like the whole like friend zone thing, right? Like, so so what you're saying is you can't submit a question to a man that would take you down that road, at least on the conversation. Of I'm life. saying that the question that that I'm thinking is, what are we? Is that the question? That's what I'm getting. Yeah. I mean, you could be that direct and say, what are we? But I think there's other things you can ask that. If you don't want to be that direct, if you don't want to play right, offense, but it's the, it's that the premise question. of it. You're, yeah. you're saying, how do I initiate the what are we conversation? Exactly. I don't initiate that yeah. conversation. Is honestly, okay. I just don't. Uh, I feel so like Whitney I don't is know. A queen. But I, <laughs> well, it's, it's not that, but <laughs> it's not that. But I just no, you are. I don't. I don't chase. If I have to ask a man, what are we? This just goes back to my last question. And again, I know yeah. I don't speak for all women, so I'm grateful mm-hmm. that, that we have other perspectives on here. But if, for me, if I have to ask you, what are we? That's the same thing as me shooting a shot. Like if I'm asking you, what are we? That means that for some reason you're giving me mixed signals, or you don't know what we are yet. Like. I'm, I'm under, help me understand the context in which. Is, you don't is think, that the same as shooting a shot though? Because I mean, you're already dating, you're already seeing no, each so other. You remember, so yes. last episode we talked about like why I wouldn't shoot a shot. And Chris used the example, well maybe the man just isn't ready. And so mm-hmm. I said, well that alone, what do I do then? If he's not ready and I shoot my shot anyway, what do I do? I already set myself up to go into a relationship that was doomed from the beginning. Right. I don't I I really think that I see so many of my friends get into relationships where they are way more invested than the man is. And so for me, that's more so my lens of I'm not doing things that where I'm way more invested. Either we like I get I that. Mean, I get I, that. I, I'm not I'm not trying to get you to physically do something to invest in the relationship when you're not unsure of where the man is. But it wouldn't be physically. I think I'm saying or, I, but, if there's clarity in the picture, why do I need to ask what are we? If a man has said, like, this is what I want, this is the way that I see you, this yeah. is what I'm interested in, why why would I have to ask what that are we? That would have to be said. I would have to ask what are we if he was talking to me and also five other women, right, and it, he was at my house once every, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this this is when I would be like, so what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. So what, But I'm saying that I it, when I find myself in situations where I'm like, what are we doing here? That's typically my number one sign to be like, I'm out. So, okay, what if a woman is in that situation where it's like month, then you, you need to I've ask. I've been in there. Okay, and that's what you I'm, need to ask. Because, yeah, yeah, so, but I think clarity, I'm always going to err on the side of clarity and communication, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a woman should just say, hey, what are we doing here? Yep. Right, like, do we know how we feel about each other? Mm-hmm. Or, because maybe, maybe, because it is possible that maybe if they are. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. For real. There's nothing wrong with her clarifying if she needs that clarity because 
a lot of men will send mixed signals in an effort to kind of keep you where they want. Yeah, to keep you dragging along. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that the first sign of noticing that, I feel like I'm being dragged along, Mm -hmm. then you should probably directly ask them, hey, what are we doing here? Hey, where where, where do you see this relationship going, right? Like, what are you here for? Right, like, but I just... I feel like you don't have to ask those So basically, if a man gets you to the point where you feel like you, you he has to, or you have to ask, then You're it's out. probably too late. Yeah, so I, so I believe that, so like how you said, when you get to the point where you have to, if you feel like you have to start playing mind games, then it's like, that ain't it. If I get to a point where I'm like, what are, like, what are we doing here? Does he like me? Does he not? Are we personal more? Are we not? Am I, I'm just going to go ahead. So question for you. <laughs> question. Like, but I never, I just want to be crystal clear that I'm not speaking for, that's just me. So I'm this just, is, Pre-relationship, mm-hmm. you're dating. Okay. Okay. What is dating? You, what, are, what do we mean you, by you, we're dating? You tell me. What's we're dating for you? Going on dates. It can't be dating for me because if we're dating for me, then I don't have to ask what I'm dating for me. Dating is, is I know a what's subjective term. Yeah. If you're asking, are we just randomly going out to eat with no claws on it? You know, because men dating. like to, hey, you want to go out to eat? Well, he said, he did say pre-relationship. Yeah, yeah. dating. Pre-relationship. Yeah, going, so we're going on dates. Okay. He's courting you, so to speak. Okay. Minus the parents. Minus the parents. Yeah, and maybe in your mind you're ready for a relationship mm-hmm. in his mind maybe he's considering getting into that relationship and he's not sure because of whatever reason men have a million reasons just like women have a million maybe, reasons maybe you just seem too independent maybe he's like there's no space for me you know let me let me let me finish yeah, okay. go ahead let me finish, finish. Let me finish. Okay. We'll, go, we'll go back let me hear that and I'm just using random numbers. Okay. So let's say you're ready at month five. Oh, what? Month five is, is a long five. time. I'm, like I said, I'm right? just throwing five random numbers out there. Time. Month eight. I'm, okay. <laughs> of dating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Month five of dating. You're ready to be in a committed relationship. Okay. But he's not ready until month six. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say anything because he's going to tell you at month six. So at month five, are you just out because he hasn't said something to you about the commitment and about the relationship and where you guys are going? No, because, well, my question would be, did I not know that he wasn't going to be ready until months? Like, what what, what were the pretenses under which we started dating? I think what I'm trying to say is, because I feel like it, I feel like it sounds like I'm asking for, like, way more than I am. But I think what I'm saying is, if you just let me know where we're, what we're doing from jump, right? Like, we're not friends, right? Like, I appreciate a man to be like, don't call me sis. (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't call, don't call me sis. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not asking for like, to get down on one knee and be like, I would like to date you for six months and then I would like to <laughs> marry you next and <laughs> have kids in a year. But I don't think it's too much to ask to not have me guessing, right? Like, yeah. to just, yeah. it's, it's not hard to be like, listen, I don't like you as a friend, right? Like, or, hey, well, well we're not. More, yeah, yeah or, or to be like, oh, or we're just friends, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's, I'm just saying that cl- I need clarity from the beginning. If I'm guessing all throughout, I can't even really answer these questions that's because yeah. for me, I don't stick around because that's just so dangerous for women. Mm-hmm. And I've told y'all this before, it's dangerous especially for me because of the way that I love, right? I can't love everybody that might like me with the same level of energy. I just, I, I, I can't. I have so many follow-ups, but I'm going <laughs> to yeah, really play here for a while. Offline, we'll see. discuss further. I yeah, to but I just want to make sure like, that I'm not saying that no, there should be like these unreasonable. Here's a contract you know, here. You will be ready as of this day. Nine exclusively. A Valentine's Day edition here, please. One weekend trip after eight months, please. Oh my god. That's how it sounds, but I just really like that's not. I'm just saying that 
if I'm guessing about it. Right? Not and this is this is how I feel for all women. If you are in a relationship with a man at any level and you are guessing about where y'all are at, you shouldn't be in that spot. You don't have to guess about anything else with men. If you watch men pursue anything, if you watch men talk about, I hear y'all talk about basketball and y'all don't guess about a thing. Y'all like, if y'all, if I ask who's your favorite basketball player, neither one of y'all are gonna be like, oh, well, I kind of like this person. <laughs> I also like this person. You're gonna adamantly, it's this person. I mean, right? you know I, mean? I would, like, I would venture to say that watching a basketball game is a lot. More simple than a it is a lot more simple, but what I'm saying is it's the intentionality of men. <laughs> men know what they want is what I'm saying. And so if you are in a position where you're like, does he want me? Does he not? Yeah, it shouldn't be any confusion. Uh, I, think I think that, I don't know. I, I would say that may be an oversimplification. I would say the guessing part but in, see, over, I think, in long periods of time, I think, yeah, like if you month six and y'all boyfriend, girlfriend, and you're trying to figure out if he like you, that's a big problem. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Um, I'm, I'm pers- pretty personally. Yeah, that's a real that's thing. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. I think that, that. yeah, that's like I'm personally saying that we make relationships yeah. too complicated, right? If you're in a gray zone, it's because you were trekking through the gray zone all you along. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you started off. Yeah, if you if it if it starts out as in we're pursuing a relationship, then we're pursuing a relationship. If it yeah. starts out as we're friends or we're in the same, we work together or whatever the case may be, when it starts to progress, two people know when the energy yeah, is different. Yeah, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, these we're are adults. Together. Like No fragmentation. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> but like people, Call HR. grown people know. And so when <laughs> it starts to get that, now if you start doing that back and forth, like, we kind of like each other, kind of don't, kind of like each other, kind of no, don't. I'm not, I'm not with that. Six, seven months. Yeah, Six or seven days and it's a wrap. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's where these questions come into play to me. Yeah. You know what I'm so, so Whitney, do you feel like there is no place for women to be intentional? I don't feel like that at all. So, so back to the original question, how do you see intentionality being played out on the part of a woman? I want to say this very carefully, but Please I think do. that men's intentionality and women's intentionality picks up in two different spots. A hundred percent agree. And so I think y'all are asking me as a self-proclaimed, very traditional woman where intentionality picks up in the beginning and I'm going to keep saying it. No, 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 no. I didn't say in the beginning, just... Intentionality for me picks up after you've been intentional. So we went through the Ruth and Mm Boaz thing last time. So after I come home with bundles of wheat and I'm like, oh, I don't have a question in my mind what this man is. That's where it picks up for me. That's where my acts of intentionality come in. So so after y'all start dating or are you referring just specifically to marriage? No, so so last like what so practically what does it look like you being intentional in a relationship with a young man? I think I feel like we're interrogating with Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm trying to swing it to key. That's what I'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to swing it to key. Yeah. Key, your turn. You you and I see. Let me help you. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, um, you're next. How to be intentional. But I, I agree with what you said, though. It shouldn't be. I think we do make it more complicated than it really needs to be. Like, you know when you're wanting to be in a serious relationship and you know when you want to play games. And so, like, when you had a conversation up front, there shouldn't be any confusion. Like, I've been on both sides where it's like I do have to ask because I'm really up front, too. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I've been up front where it was, like, late in the game and I'm confused and I'm emotionally invested. And it's like, what is this? And then it's just a confusion moment. It's like, oh, okay, I just wasted my time. But when you get that out the way ahead of time, it's like, okay, well, I know what this is going to be. Like, I know if you're intentional with me, like, I mean, I know some people don't like to ask those questions because it forces you to come out with the truth. But mm. I don't think people should be afraid. Like, just say what mm. you are on. That's I think a, that's the only thing right that makes Agreed. it confusing. Like, yeah. if your intentions are, like, 
for lack of a better word, trash. You don't want to necessarily say that up can't front. Can't broadcast that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. You like, how that, do you say that, that to a person? Up. I actually want to waste your time. Like, I'm not actually in a place to. Can I get a little to, more? Yeah. Just like, a I'm, little bit. <laughs> I'm not in the position. I see myself eventually being serious with someone. I just don't know if that someone is you. How do you say that? And so Just I think, like that. right, but that takes a mature person to like. But you said, how do they say that with inconsistency? And that is my yeah. whole point. If you once you get to the point where you're like, what are we? It's, it's because no. they've been so inconsistent that you are confused. Thoroughly. Yeah, you shouldn't you be confused. And so once you're that, that confused, I can. Is it no? I've been on both sides of the fence of causing the confusion and being confused. Yeah. So I can speak from being on the causing end. It was because either no, it was for one. Like Rail said, God was not a part of any of this, any of these processes. So I didn't feel any type of way about leaving women in the gray area. And then it was me either trying to figure out, like literally trying to figure out if this this particular woman is someone I want to get serious with or somebody else, or I was just being even more trash and I knew that it wasn't and I was just being selfish, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when you start being intentional, then that's when you start. That's when that's when you start being like, okay, what are we? And put your card yeah. and, and that's and that's what I relate to the most with what both of y'all kind of said is, I'm gonna let you know exactly where I'm at at every point and when it changes, so you know, like, oh, hey. no question. <laughs> I know I said. This is what I'm doing right now. Last week, last week, that's cool. Last week, it's cool. No, and I think that's the most respectful and honest thing you can do in this complicated process is just to not have anybody out here just like floating yeah. you know and wasting their time and and i think it also plays into just my personality in relationships so i'm very like i didn't realize that people didn't ask their significant other what they needed right like i didn't realize that people that it wasn't common in other people's relationships to say do you need like what do you need right now you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so for me because open communication is so important i'm i can't even I don't, I don't let things get to the point where I'm that, you know what I mean, confused. Mm-hmm. So I think just people don't communicate enough throughout the beginning. If you get caught in like the, and I think a lot of times we get caught in the emotion of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you have like, are in that butterflies like stage. And it really feels like, good, like, it's cool. All types of stuff is flying over your head. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? All kind of flags missing. All types of stuff, yeah. <laughs> and so, but I think because I know that maybe I'm overly cautious in that area, right? Like, cause mm-hmm. I asked, um, actually asked my friend this today, I asked her, do you feel like I would be able to do a good job of making my husband feel needed, right? So I was listening to a podcast by Heather Cornelius Lindsay, mm-hmm. and Cornelius was saying how he just liked to feel needed. And I hear men say that all the time, right? It's an actual thing for us. Right, but mm-hmm. then my thought was, okay, but what if I don't need you tangibly, right? Like, well, like what if I, it feels wrong to fake it, right? But how do you express what your actual need is? So for me, there's a level of myself that I can't access on my own or without love, right? Like, I'm a very, I'm a very keeper of the home like type of woman, but I'm not that, you can't be that woman when you're single, right? And so I literally can't be all that is warm, all that is nurturing, all that is feminine, all that is mom, wife. I, Because of my upbringing, just because of the, the way that I am, I, it, I only give up access that sometimes right Mm -hmm. and so i had to ask somebody right like how do i express that as a need so i think it's just about maybe knowing what your needs are and i Mm -hmm. I keep saying that like i don't yeah i don't know i want to i want to swing it to another angle that people might be scared to talk about but i think we should because it's a realistic uh it's a real problem or real dynamic people have to figure out when is the right time and way to break the physical barrier in these relationships 
Yeah, when you say one, physical barrier, what do you mean? I mean, I, I don't, I, and I mean appropriately. So, like, I, I, obviously, there's some things you shouldn't even do to your marriage. Right. What are those things? Sex. Right. The sex. All Shaking sex. the sheets. All, all sex. sex. All I sex. mean, that's my personal yeah. opinion. Okay. for myself. All sex. All sex. All sex. That is okay. also all my belief. Sex. <laughs> all sex. Any sex. Not unisex. <laughs> all, all sex. sex. <laughs> right. I just want to make sure the people know where right. we're paid. Yes. So then when we say physical boundary, you mean like when I mean, y'all start cuddling? That, like when you go hands. You shouldn't be. I don't know if you want to start the car if you ain't got no intention of driving. You can't cuddle with Chris. No, 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 no. We're not saying. I mean, that. I mean I'm, being, I'm like, I'm, I'm being out. a little extra. We're being facetious. Out of what? Oh, out of what? The, the faith? <laughs> the faith? <laughs> you believe in Jesus? Out of the faith. She said, I'm out. I can't do so that. Actually, I'm good. <laughs> like, this is hard. I'm going to head out. I've seen what I needed to see. Oh, We're going to be like this. Yes. Watching movies. Oh, <laughs> hey, you like sitting on the couch like. Oh, 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 oh. I just humming. You don't want to cuddle at all? Scoot over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. But I do think there is a difference in the setting of the cuddling. If we cuddling in the bed, you know, yeah. horizontally, then that's one thing. You know what I'm saying? That's like vertically. That's cuddling. Cuddling. I mean, <laughs> I can't you, can you can be on the couch, literally, like sitting up. Where's the vertical that's, that's way Okay, that's so let's talk about it in terms of spectrum. So Heather and Cornelius didn't even kiss until their wedding day. Exactly. And that's why, because that's what I feel like Won't the church be my story. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm asking y'all. Exactly. Let me set it up. Let me set it up. Let me set it up. You gotta know yourself. The church, I feel like, will push that for the same reason I said earlier this episode. For damage control, do not touch her until you put the ring on. Because then you go mess up if you do. Like that's like a safe, uh, better safe than sorry policy. But it's not mm-hmm. realistic. Mm-hmm. I know people who didn't kiss until, like you said, till they were married, or at least till they were in a very, very committed, like almost married relationship. That's deep. That's deep and beautiful. And <laughs> one day, maybe I don't. I doubt it though. Not for me, because I'm. That's just not the path I don't I don't see myself taking. And I think that that's sounds cool. I don't, that is not the road the Lord has passed. Cool. <laughs> I'm not speaking for y'all. If you can call me and teach me teach me how. But for I feel the majority of the people who would listen to this, that's not a realistic path. So since the physical barrier is going to be broken, how do you break it? When do you break it? What's appropriate? What's what keeps you within the the healthy spectrum of okay, this is this is appropriate, but we're not we're not going too far. And can I can I speak to that just please, real quick? Please do. Um, I think a lot of times church I've seen I've seen those I've seen I've heard stories about them. Um, people who they don't kiss until they get to the altar. Mm. Um, they not even really hugging until they get to a wedding day. It's real pure. And it's and it's and it's <laughs> beautiful. And like, you know, you get you get to the finish line. Right. And you're at the wedding and all you see is like the final piece. Wow, they didn't kiss until the altar. Mm-hmm. What we what I feel like people don't do a good job of is letting them know, hey, we were six months, we were a year in to this no kissing until marriage thing. And one of us started struggling with X, Y, Z, or <clears throat> because we didn't kiss, I didn't feel wanted by my girlfriend or boyfriend all the time. And so that caused other emotional damage in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because he wasn't getting the physical affection he needed, you know, he started wandering off a little bit, just a little bit. But I think a lot of times we give people in the church, we give people this, Picture perfect. Final product. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the final product is great. The, the, the end goal is great. But I think you get the testimony in the test. And so if you're not telling people this is how we were struggling, if you're not telling people That's this good, is what right. we went through, mm -hmm. then that final product is not a goal for people. It becomes an idol. It becomes a pedestal. And people mm. place you on a, pl uh, on a platform you were never truly on. And so I'm not going to tell people not to do it or that you got to kiss or you got to do X, Y, Z. But what I will tell people is if that's your story or whatever your story is, be transparent because, like, people can really get victory and can really get help by you sharing your struggle and say, hey, in spite of these struggles, we still got here. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think we got to do a better job of. But, like, the church will push a whole, this is sex God's way, or push a whole, we didn't kiss until we got married. And I'm like, that's great. But here's the reality. That's not realistic for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And we try to stamp this is how God tells you to date when that is not true. You honor God with your body, um, but, like, that is quite literally having sex and not fornicating outside of marriage. That does not mean you don't have – that does not mean you can't kiss, you can't hug, you can't hold hands. Um, now, if there's also wisdom, if that's what you got to do to stay pure, do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, but, that's but, a, but, but, we, but that's not how we frame it. We right. frame it as – this is how God this wants us today. This is, mm -hmm. this is the holy thing. This is a pure thing. And I'm like, that's so dangerous because we are now being legalistic in the way we approach dating. Yeah. And that's very dangerous. So. And it's dangerous for it's dangerous for psychological reasons, right? Because mm -hmm. you think that if you indoctrinate somebody to quite literally fear sex for the entirety mm -hmm. of their life, when you get married, it's be, and I've heard a lot of women struggle with this, but sex you don't just flip the switch, right? <laughs> women don't just get married. It is. Well, no, but seriously, because women don't just, y'all need, I think men need to hear this, like, mm -hmm. especially when you are beating it into your daughters and your nieces and whatever that they need to be incredibly pure, just, just huge purity doctrine, but mm -hmm. it's psychologically damaging for a woman, right? Because then she goes to get married, her body and her brain do not just automatically say, oh, I'm married now, this right. is fine, right? Then she's closed up, right? And she wants to be intimate with her husband and she can't, right? Because she doesn't know how to access that portion of herself yet. She's not comfortable with her body enough yet. Kevin yeah. on stage and his wife talk about all the time how they went through years worth of just sexual therapy just because she had been so she couldn't let him in the way that she wanted to because she had just been taught over and over again that mm. sex was bad that it was a damaging thing and trauma mm. is stored in the body so even if her head in her head she was like wait till it and like it's going down like mm -hmm. that's not Get really what was what was going to happen on her yeah. wedding like her body whoa you why is what it is touching this? here yeah. what's happening here yeah. so that's mm. that's very damaging too in the way that yeah. churches frame this purity like doctrine because it's it's all about the approach. And it's lo you yeah. really have to even Definitely stretch to find to get it to be supported in the Bible if you want to be for real. Whoa, you know what whoa, I mean? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. get what this A lot of what churches are saying. You don't have to stretch to get sex is made for the confines of marriage into that's in the Bible. But everything else, as far as well, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't kiss before you're married. Be you oh, kissing before marriage. Just all the other. All like you said, dating doctrine that's not there. Oh yeah, dating, dating, yeah, dating all of the other normal. dating rules that are not there. Okay. That's pushed yeah. by man, not by God. Just yeah. want to be sure you weren't trying to say sex outside of marriage. Like, whoa. No, that's not. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's a different yeah. stretch. Then um, I think it's good, like you said too, because like when you're realistic, you help to set somebody up for reality. Because yeah, I feel like it's a yeah. lot of people that hear about cookie cutter marriage and everybody wants to rush to marriage, but if you don't hear like the other side of it, it's like that stuff is actually hard. You won't, you'll have this kind of feigned idea about what that's going to be. And then also, I feel like when you, you kind of have to know yourself. You have to, I feel like to the question you posed, right. 
You have to know your own boundaries. Like, you know what is a quick get you there, Mm -hmm. a quick move, a quick environment. It could be whatever. You know your triggers. And so, like, when you have to do that due diligence, (sighs) even if you have to set up your own boundaries and then let your friends or whoever else in on, like, hey, I'm trying to do a little bit better this time. I'm trying to be right. And invite your accountability to be like, hey, y'all feel free to check in on me. We don't want to do it. But if you're really trying to be about that life you say you are, yeah. And try to respect God in that way. You really do have to like be on defense with yourself. Yeah. So I think it's just knowing your boundaries. I speaking to them. Maybe I we should tell people. I don't, I'm not gonna go talk about it. I just wanna. Either. But maybe we should explain what about sex is made to be in the confines of marriage. Because people who are listening to this that just think that's just Christian rules and that's just in the Christian rule book. They don't understand what it is about why. sex. Why? So maybe the why is important. let's explain that as we talk. And maybe from our own personal experience, like these oh, are negative repercussions. I mean, if you're yeah. going to give people the, the rule, oh, I'm ready. then I'm I, I feel like you should give What's up, we got Christian? What's up, Tom? Hop in there real, then we're going to answer this question. Oh, man. Um, I mean, well, sex is completely wrong outside of marriage. I mean, God says so. There's no fornication allowed based on, what, based on God's word. So if there's no fornication, then we don't need to be doing anything. Yeah. I don't need to know what you feel like. I don't need to know what you look like. I don't need to know yeah. what you taste like. I don't need to know any of that unless we're married. And if mm-hmm. we're doing things like that outside of marriage, then we're living wrong. We're living foul. Yeah. And I've been in situations where once you once sex steps into the picture, you become so connected to somebody. You yeah. become addicted to people. Yeah. And when you allow that addiction to come into yeah. your life, it's like you're wanting something that you were never supposed to have and mm-hmm. it's negatively affecting you. It's yeah. negatively pulling on you. You're starting to do things, think things, and believe things that you never were intended to. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes even about yourself. And so, like, we have to... Me, personally, I, I have to stay away from that. Because I know the dangers of getting involved sexually in a relationship is, is definitely not good. It's not beneficial. And that's all I'm saying is that we need to make sure that we frame sex up as a dangerous thing and not a wrong thing. Yeah. When you frame it up as a wrong thing, that psychologically yeah, that's different. throws people off. I would never... When you frame it up as a dangerous thing, and that's why I'm saying explain to people like, yeah, it will feel good. It will seem like it brings mm-hmm. y'all closer, mm-hmm. right? Because it does. It quite literally attaches everything in their spirit yeah. right onto yours. Mm-hmm. So right? Tough. But you have to explain to people that it's not that it's wrong. It's dangerous. It's actually so powerful mm-hmm. and so magnetic and so impactful and so game-changing for a relationship you know what i mean like it's it's Mm. truly made to keep a husband and wife on like together the bible calls it a line of defense right you know what i'm saying so you have to give people both sides so that's all i'm saying is to frame it as a thing that's dangerous when misused and not a thing that's wrong and that's with anything for the most part yeah Yeah. that's awesome anything used outside of the context of what it was originally made for by god it'll be turned into a weapon versus something that can benefit you Mm -hmm. yeah um so to, to speak to that to the why as and we don't even have to go as specific as sex. You could just talk about why getting physical prematurely before, for the right time, can be detrimental to a relationship, to you or the relationship. Um, for one, especially if you're having sex, the more sex you have, the more connections you start and stop, makes it that much harder to maintain a relationship with the one you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. It's an actual chemical. I, I forgot I forgot the name of it, but <clears throat> it's a chemical your body creates when you're in love with somebody in a relationship. Dopamine? Not dopamine. That's, that's I know what that is, but it's another one. I'm going to look Serotonin. it up. <sighs> Something. I'll look it up. I got a computer here. But when you, your body actually secretes this, like this, yeah, this, this uh, chemical, and it builds up between you two. And when you stop it, when you, stop having sex with somebody when you cut somebody off and then you start it your body literally it's physically harder to make that chemical again 
So that's why you start having more sex, less emotion attached to it. And it's just, you go down the line and now you're just out here casually having sex with no emotional attachment to it because quite literally the science of your body, you, you've, you've numbed it to where it can't even create that love chemical that you feel for somebody. And then you're losing the beauty of it. Yeah, that was just like Doesn't business act. as usual. Girl, <laughs> Doesn't I want to say this too. Um, when you start having premarital sex, especially if you haven't, not even if you're having a lot of it, but you introduce that into your relationship or you're becoming too physical, expectations begin to change. Mm -hmm. Your relationship isn't solely based on, I want to get to know this person, I want to uh, grow with them yeah. and see if we can grow into become one, uh, one flesh, meaning husband and wife. Your relationship is now about sex. Your relationship is yeah. now about physical intimacy versus spiritual intimacy versus praying for one another, being there for one another. Now it's solely, well, it can grow into being solely based on sex. And that's a that's gonna be a relationship that fails every time. Yeah, I, and I think uh, another thing that that kind of just helps me understand. What's it called? I think it's called oxytocin. I just saw that too. Okay. Hmm. Um, I think another thing that that kind of helps me understand like why sex is wrong outside of like marriage is because it's also it's also something that is supposed to. <clears throat> enhance what is already there in a marriage. Mm -hmm. um, I think... Strengthen, not even enhance. Like. Enhance, strengthen, all of that. I think God is so... No, I think I know he's so intentional about the way he designs everything um, that when you go outside of the design of what something is supposed to be used for or how it's supposed to be used, that's where you see negative things start to happen. When you're drinking to get drunk, you get addicted. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? When you take things of the earth and you start cooking it on the stove and stuff like that, you get drugs. <sighs> I mean, like, so when you when you start to, you know, even like when you take music, something that's been um, around since the beginning of time, and you start to talk about this and that, then you see cultures that literally go directly against what God calls us to be. So I think when you step outside the comp the confines of creation and how things are supposed to be used, that's when you start to reap those negative those negative consequences, the the addiction, the even the emotional I've seen people literally become addicted to sex. I knew a guy in college, he was like, Yeah, I I'm at a point to where like I'm having sex and I don't enjoy it anymore, but I, I can't stop. And I was like, bro, I don't ever want to get to a point mm -mm, to where, like, and not just sex, but just anything. I don't <clears> want to get to that point to where, like, something that God has created for me to enjoy, I can't enjoy because I've abused it so it's, much. It's called perverse. That's all we do with yeah. all of God's creation. That's all. That's the number one job of the enemy is take everything that God creates, which is good, put it in our hands, and let naturally let us just Perverted. go left it. with it all the way. <laughs> We're going to pervert it all. As far left as we can go. <sighs> yeah, but I think that's important. we got to set realistic expectations. So to kind of put a, a bow on that and answer it, when is the right time and way to break the physical barrier? I think, for one, you have to be, for one, let's let's break it in a godly way. Let's, I mean, not, I'm not going to tell you not to kiss. I'm not going to, not, because that's just, we're grown. If you want to kiss, kiss. But like like everybody said, know your limits. If you yes. if kissing leads to touching and touching leads to a bunch of other stuff with you, maybe maybe control even where you kiss. Oh. But then maybe you say physical intimacy doesn't need to be established until y'all discuss physical strongholds. Or that right? too. So Absolutely. once y'all can once you can tell somebody, listen, 
Everything between here to here. Don't even come in. Hey, don't leave even call alone. me. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, leave that's alone. the area. <laughs> don't even come over here. No. And, with and the crazy part is with most men, it's like anything from the top yeah, of my head to the soul. Don't room. touch me. <laughs> don't even look at me. Don't even look at me. Don't even And don't turn the ceiling fan on. That's because a gust of wind will affect me. Y'all be cutting them eyes. I'll be like, to that point with that's very that's very real if you don't know your own boundaries um how can yeah. you expect someone to respect you? how can you expect them to respect it? and how can you expect to have any success in, in yeah. like your purity um but i will say speaking from personal experience we have to do a good job of not letting our boundaries Turn into walls. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, come on, speak on it. Like you, you, you don't. <laughs> Amen, <laughs> you know, Somebody, somebody felt that one, huh? Um, but you don't like. You don't want it to be like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do this because I'm scared of whatever. And then it turns out you've sac- you've not only you've you've sacrificed intimacy with somebody in the name of not or not wanting to fall or not wanting to sin or wanting to stay pure mm-hmm. um so i think that i think you got to be real realistic but also like don't set boundaries out of fear you know what i'm saying don't set those yeah. boundaries because you you're fearful set those boundaries because hey i want to be able to enjoy our time i want to be able to enjoy dating you but also i'm going to bring glory to god and that's really what boundaries should do Reference. that should be the goal i'm setting this boundary so i can glory glorify god through this relationship and, okay. and it's good to know that physical chemistry is a good thing to have it's a good it's thing necessary. if you are yeah. with the person that you're dating and Kinda you want necessary. to go let's not like, be fake let's, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, let's not act like you want to nobody be wants to wake up every morning to, like, every morning to somebody else i don't like the way you hug me one more question and then rail's gonna end us on the tree and then we're gonna wrap up this this and it's it's kind of frustrating because <laughs> I have so many questions and so, so many, many things I want to talk about. We do have another episode, but we can make this like two hours if we wanted to, two and a half hours. No, we can't. No, we can't. We can't do it. <laughs> we can't do it. We can come back to it. Love ain't going nowhere. Love nope. don't nowhere. Here. No, it's not. I will tell you, there was a song that said, Love don't live here no more. So I, I don't Lizzie know. Was. I believe she said, How did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Nobody's supposed to be here. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Uh, What's it the great everybody? Everybody wait. Not everybody. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But let's weigh in on this as a as a wrap up question. And I, and I like this as a as a, a good question because it leads very well into the third part of this series. Which is the relationship aspect when you're when you're committed to somebody. When is the right time, if any, to discuss past relationships? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm gonna pop it off. For me, if you make me feel like I need to ask about past relationships at any point in time, it's the right time to ask about past relationships. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I'm gonna ask you right now <laughs> you know today? That, oh, yeah. My right. problem is I need to learn. I need to pick my spots. I need to pick my times and places because I'm the type. I'm like, what oh, you be you at doing? the grocery store. Like, like, what are you doing? Doesn't matter. Day, I need to ask you something. <laughs> what are you oh. doing? That is better. Talk to you. Have your job. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> no, if at lunch. And and that's something I'm working out within me. But I don't. I've experienced, at least in my personal experience, sometimes this this particular subject or even subjects that may be related, they 
I ask a question and it's like, I'm not ready to talk about that now. Hmm. Or um, that's just really hard to talk about. I don't know. Anything but an answer, I feel like, is a red flag. And it's like... It is. So it's not like I'm coming out the gate like I need to know your past sexual relationships and history or anything like that. But if you tell me your past relationship was three months ago, it might be a little more on the forefront of my mind like, oh, there could be some... That's fresh. That's this very a recent fresh. That's fresh. There's some, there's some carryover. There's probably going to be some carryover. Some so I'm going to be a little more attentive. If it's a year ago... You know, it's not, maybe it's not as prevalent on my mind, but like I said, um, I can t- I can kind of sense when it's like I'm dealing with trauma that I didn't cause, you know, or perspectives that I didn't create. So whenever those start to affect how we interact, how we are moving forward, um, then yeah, I think it's time for a conversation. And I know that that's a sensitive subject. I know that there is a too early spot for that type of, type of conversation, but there's also a too late spot for that conversation. Oh, way too late. Way too late. <laughs> so, uh, when, yeah, how do y'all go about asking the X question? All right, we can let it go around. Yeah, let's keep you want to start. This is like asking about your past with yeah. your exes? I'm thinking initially... Right from jump. Right from jump. At the gate. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna, cause that's that's gonna be a part of my like getting to know you. Um, I probably might get into the oh yeah, like when was your last relationship? Maybe in our first couple of encounters. I'm not gonna let it slip too too far out. And I would be like you if somebody told me if I'm asking you something, cause for me I'm transparent and honest about something if I feel like I need to be like mm-hmm. I don't hide anything I have my own boundaries I'm not gonna go and air everything out like right away exactly. um of course but if I'm asking you something especially if I'm being honest about whatever it is that you're asking to me and then I get a block mm. I'm wanting to know where that block comes from yeah. and if that's something that you can't disclose to me then I'm like that is something you got to work out do I want to deal with you working that out mm-hmm. because if it's a simple question like when was your last relationship and you feel like I'm not comfortable talking about that that's an easy question yeah so if you can't give me that yeah all right <laughs> I might have to <laughs> I might have to head out a little bit I'm like it's nothing wrong with that I mean that's yeah. you but that's just not for me right so yeah but I'm probably gonna get it out the way a little bit sooner than later okay yeah Try. Uh, pass it to same, you same thing I'm a- you got the gate with it too. Maybe not like, can I have your number? Tell me about your last man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, but I think that just plays to a part of my intentionality. Yeah. I try to be very intentional as much as I can with any woman I'm pursuing. Um, just because, like, you don't want to get into a situation where, where it was like you're finding out something and you could have definitely taken the steps mm-hmm. to get to know yeah. that earlier on. Um, so, you know, I just, and, and truly, there's not much in a past relationship that I'll just, like, hold against you, um, because I, as long as you're somebody that's lear- that, that, that that can say you learn from it, then it's like, you know, we all make mistakes, um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out pretty early on, because I want to be able to know, okay, what am I getting into? Mm-hmm. Um, why are you, is maybe there's a something that happened in your last relationship that affects the way you act today. Um, that affects the way you respond or maybe there's something that <clears throat> another guy did in your last relationship that you did not like that I need to be aware of um, so I think you you can you can learn a lot just by simply asking questions so mm-hmm. I don't think there's really 
anything wrong with, you know, y'all hanging out and getting to know each other. Hey, you know, what was your last relationship like? Blah, blah, blah. Type, that type of situation. Does it, as, I want to ask Key and Witt something real quick. Does it bother y'all if y'all meet a man who y'all figure shouldn't be single but is and like maybe hasn't had a relationship? Like, what, does that give you a reason to pause? Like, like that, why are you single? Question. Like, I kind of hate that question. Like, why are you single? No, I get it all the time. I get it. I guess, I guess y'all can get it. Yeah, I'm sure you do. What do you think? Yeah. I, I feel like. <laughs> I want to know what I want to know. Now, okay. I would, there, in the back of my mind, knowing myself, there would be a question of, what's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. That's a, it's going I'm to be again. there. If you, what's like, you? I mean, but knowing the, I guess, like, the world that we live in and dating, here I am. You might be thinking the same thing about me. Max. Like, right. you look like a, a winning ticket. Think, like, think, why are you saying I think from dudes, it may be a little different. Maybe, maybe, but I'm like, I don't, I don't put it past them that this is something that they might have thought about, too. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm like, I, I won't fault you for it. But in the back of my mind, I might be like, you, you might be crazy. Yeah. I might have a list of, because you won't know, yeah, but I have like a list. I'm like, yeah, i Everybody's like, past at this point? Mm-hmm. You mean no okay. kids? Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. It's curious. Yeah. Traditional wit. Traditional. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do her. Wait, I talked to some, I was talking to one guy, and he said I was domestic. <laughs> domestic. You are fairly domestic, and that's not a bad thing. That's I know it's not a bad thing, yeah. but that was the first time that I had heard that. Oh, really? That I heard that. I yeah. I've that. heard it. <laughs> you know, like, I've heard it a couple times. What? I was, I, I was going to say, <laughs> get him, Troy. I don't know. If the, I'm trying to figure out if that's an insult. Bro, I know it. It's not an insult. No, it's. I don't, I, I, it's I don't feel like it's an insult only because I take pride in it. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. They don't, you, it's foreign. Whitney, Whitney, you don't have to, to defend him. You can weigh in on that last question if you want to. I don't think Whitney answered it, actually. What was the last question? How, when I'm is so the sorry. past relationship? Last relationship. When you bring uh, let me know. Yeah, that's right. I need to know right off the rip. That's, that makes sense. Only because I'm big on, I mean, it's like what I keep saying. I'm, I'm huge on authenticity, right? Like, just let me know what I'm dealing with right from the beginning. Really? That's, that's all I ask. I ask to just let me know that's what it is thing. from the beginning. Well, it's so simple, but it's the hardest. That's what I keep saying. It's so be simple, but it's it. It requires. It requires a man. I think it, people aren't lying. able to do it because they feel as though someone you judged them initially without really getting to know who they really are. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. People are afraid. Oh like, oh you my god. <laughs> People feel like, you know, hey, they want to judge me if they know my my history. They'll judge me. They'll look at me funny. They'll do this. They'll do that. So I think that's the reason why people don't want to talk about it, depending Mm -hmm. on who that person is. Yeah. Depending on the relationship they've had. Now, I will say one thing. And what I found is that a lot of people who are still in the space of being afraid to be judged are still judging themselves for things. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous to enter into a relationship. Everybody is doing that to some degree. But somebody that's still harshly judging themselves mm-hmm. for so things that they've done in the past, it's very, very difficult to, to even be in a healthy relationship with that person. Now, I will say, I don't think you need to divulge every single no, thing. No, there's definitely. I think, yeah, you definitely do it within wisdom and, you know, in increments or you know, split it up however you want to do it. But I will say, I, I, there will be a, maybe not, a, I won't just throw like a red flag, but there will be some antennas going up. If like, maybe I ask, hey, how'd your last relationship end? 
and it's like super defensive, I'd just be like, mm. Yeah, because if you give things space, they'll come up on their own, right? Like yep. if you yeah. start to, if you, okay, like for example, we riding in a car together, right? And I reach over to touch your radio and you, don't touch my radio, right? If I, as long as I say, why don't you like people to touch your radio? Then we can have a conversation and I find out right then and there what your history is behind. Well, I had this one girlfriend every time she wrote me, she wanted to listen to country music. <laughs> <laughs> that's that domesticated, that's that domesticated <laughs> But I mean, honestly, I'm, that's, that's why I say I don't, I typically don't get blindsided because I ask questions. Hey, no. you seem very upset when I text you back one word instead of sending a full sentence. Right, like why'd you do that? But then but then once I know that, then I know, right? Like, you oh, he sees this disrespectful, yeah. right? Yeah. And if I say why, man, because I was with this one girl and every time we were talking, I felt like I was pulling teeth trying course, to get yeah. conversation out of her. So yeah. it makes me feel the same way. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. yeah, but then as I'm hearing your answers, I should be filtering through it's like you said earlier, you is that something I can deal with? Is that something I can't? Is that something I can deal with? But people in that love stage don't like to ask those questions because you don't want to find out anything. You don't want to offend them. Like, if he say, don't touch my radio, in that stage, you're like, oh, he's tripping. But you're not going to say why. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. I'm upset. Why? That's real. You know? And, not, and not in a disrespectful way, but because I want to know, I truly want to know you, right? Like, I don't yeah. commit to, to my whole life with, I think people don't take marriage just what it is. My whole life, you think I'm not going to ask questions? Mm. I need to I know that. Know. We need to know the, the itty-bitty. Yeah, all of that. All of that. Like, oh, I don't want her to know
she gets all of my attention. It's like she's on the stage. She's so innocent and young at heart. It's like she doesn't age. She's adored, cherished, loved, and appreciated. She's an Indian giver. Everything I give her gets reciprocated. She's forgiven. She never ever holds a grudge. She's understanding. I never feel like I'm being judged. She's a motivator. She's always there to lift me up. I feel like a kid again the way she's there to pick me up. And she doesn't lie to me like other people do. She's so blatantly honest that it's unbelievable. She's so subtle when she's calm in her demeanor. She's looking for me too. Please let me know if you have seen her. Have you seen her? He's waiting for it, huh? <laughs> Tell me Chill. Wow, real. That was beautiful. Oh my gosh. Sounds great. Back in the Ladies, he's single. He sounds like he's on every drug. <laughs> By that time, he was. Yeah, he was definitely say, on a lot of. He's probably being very honest. Controlled substances. Well, real. Thank you for that. For thank sure. you. Um, on that note, we ain't going. We don't need to say anything after that. No, we are going. You know, on the high out. note, on the highest of notes. He's in the land. Uh, this is the last of a podcast. Appreciate y'all pulling up, breaking bread, getting fed. Kira, thank you for sitting <coughs> us, yes. sitting with us one more again. One more again. Takes a curse again, Dallas. Maybe, maybe one more again too, though. Maybe a three peak. Maybe a three peak. Oh, I'm on. Oh, oh, is it a weird? All right, y'all. We gonna go before we yeah. get into these lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>